0: We are, in fact, talking about the Atlanta Falcons in terms of our preview today. And listen, I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to be a good team, but I feel like there might be some natural regression because of that Super Bowl hangover. And the other thing is, remember, their, their offensive coordinator last year was Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan has moved over and is now the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. And if you remember, as we get into the quarterback position, listen, Matt Ryan won the MVP last year. He was quarterback two. On the player radar, this guy threw for forty nine hundred and forty four yards, thirty eight touchdowns, and only seven interceptions. Okay, he was awesome. I mean, he won the MVP. A lot of people, however, credit this to what Shanahan was able to do with Matt Ryan. In years past, Matt Ryan was a guy who would start hot and then at the end of the season kind of fade. I remember last year in the football season even telling you that I thought Matt Ryan would fade. He put it in my eye because he sustained his excellence all season long and ultimately won the MVP award. But I don't know. I don't know if that's going to continue this year. You know, I feel like there's been a couple of, you know, a couple of things around Matt Ryan. He's been like the poster child for kind of like, you know, not watching the film and putting it away. I don't know how this team is going to bounce back in adversity. And what I will also say, and if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle, you've heard me say this time and time again: he will not be a quarterback on any of my teams. Why? Because I am not. Using the draft capital that it takes to get one of these top five quarterbacks, okay? I'm not gonna spend my second round pick, my third round pick, my fourth round pick on a quarterback. And by the time I'm looking to get a quarterback, whether that's in rounds eight or nine or even seven, Matt Ryan won't be on the board anymore, okay? So he's not gonna be on any of my teams. Is he probably gonna be a top five kind of quarterback? Maybe, but I think there is some regression. And so, Chris, if you wanna know the truth, we're doing, last week we did hashtag sleep a week. This week it's like hashtag busts, right? right? He is actually my hashtag bust for this team, the Atlanta Falcons, because people are going to pay up to try to get Matt Ryan. I think he'll have a great year, but I don't think he's going to be the MVP again. I think he's going to regress, so that makes him my hashtag bust. But here on the Fantasy Freestyle, you know what we call that, right, Chris? We call he says that... it's a fugazi. My fugazi. A fugazi. fugazi you think going to No, no. What, what is fugazi? Well, fugazi means uh, phony. You need to forget about it because he's going to be going pretty high. I do have him ranked ultimately as my fifth highest quarterback. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, is hardcore fading Matt Ryan. He has him all the way down at QB10. Let me tell you something. If nine other teams have drafted their quarterback and Matt Ryan is still available then you can go out and get him, okay? But I think um, he will not return the value that you expect this year. As we move to the running back position, listen, Devontae Freeman is a beast. He was running back six last year, and I think his contract extension that they're talking about is well-deserved. My man had over 1,500 combined yards, 13 combined touchdowns with over 50 receptions. I like this guy a lot. I think if you're sitting at the back of round one, and Freeman is available. Snatch him up and take it to the bank. This is the guy they use in the red zone. They use Devontae Freeman. I think Devontae Freeman, even though Tevin Coleman is there, I think Devontae Freeman is a locked and loaded RB1. I have him as my sixth ranked running back in all of fantasy this year. I think he's a great bet to stay consistent. But here's the thing. So is Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman, in my opinion, is the best number two running back in the NFL. I think when you look at all these committees, I think Tevin Coleman is the best committee member or number two back in the NFL. This guy, he also, you know, he had a combined like 900 yards. He had 520 on the ground, 420 in the air. Like, 11 touchdowns himself combined, and he did that in 13 games. Remember, he had that sickle cell issue. I think he is the strongest handcuff in the league. I think he's viable regardless. Okay, I have him ranked as my 18th running back. And Corey Parsons, the fantasy executive has him at 19. So I think there's definitely fantasy goodness. Now remember, this is a productive offense. They had over 500 points last year. So all these guys we're talking about, Matt Ryan, Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman, all of them are viable, okay? Wide receiver position, okay? Listen, Julio Jones, uh, he's good. He's good at football, okay? He's very good at football. In fact, I would tell you that I think he has the best skill of any wide receiver in the National Football League. If I needed to take one wide receiver and you told me that they would be healthy all 16 games, I'll take Julio Jones. You can have Antonio Brown. You can have Odell Beckham. You can have Mike Evans. You can have Jordy Nelson. You could have A.J. Green. I am taking Julio Jones. I think he is... You know, pound for pound, skill for skill, the best wide receiver in the National Football League. And remember, he had surgery earlier in the offseason, but they call it minor to remove a bunion. My only issue is that he is a little bit injury-prone, and it is with that foot. Remember, he had things like the Jones fracture, the Liz Liz Frank, that sort of issue. And that is something that can linger. That is something that it takes a long time to recover for. Um, So if... And he's going to be a first-round pick. So if you want to uh, you know, roll the dice and think he'll play all 16 games, I completely endorse him as the top wide receiver on the board. But remember, the Atlanta Falcons are such a productive offense, and they will probably be one of the top offenses again this year, that their second and third wide receivers become viable as well. I said the same thing when we were talking about the Green Bay Packers, remember? It's not only... Jordy Nelson, but it's also Devontae Adams. It's also Randall Cobb. So in this situation, it's not only Julio Jones. In this case, it's also Mohamed Sanu, and it's also Tyler Gabriel. Okay, Sanu is going to be more that PPR guy. He's going to be more the guys that gets receptions. He's going to be a guy, you know, he had uh, 653 yards last year. I think he's a viable uh, wide receiver three even to have on your team or a flex play. Same could be said with Taylor Gabriel. Gabriel is the kind of guy who's going to be more the uh, big play threat or the guy who can catch something underneath and take it to the house. But um, he's also viable. So is their tight end Austin Hooper. There's actually been a lot of hype around Hooper. Okay, He supposedly worked with Matt Ryan in the offseason. And I think that because of this offense, there is enough production to go around. Remember how much Matt Ryan loved having Tony Gonzalez as his tight end? I'm telling you right now, Austin Hooper is my hashtag sleeper week. On this show, we call him a diamond in the rough. Last year, he had only 19 catches. 271 yards and three touchdowns. I think it's possible for him to get 50, 550 yards, maybe six or seven touchdowns. I think it's possible. So does Mike Clay, who does his projections as well. A lot of people are high on Austin Hooper. So if you're going to wait at tight end and not get the Olsons, the Reeds, the Gronks, okay? I think a viable thing is to wait and potentially get Austin Hooper as a Deep sleeper who could return interesting value, remember, in an offense that led the NFL in points scored last year. And nothing for nothing. Julio Jones is their big X receiver. But guys like Gabriel, guys like Sanu, those are more underneath guys who in the red zone. He may look for Austin Hooper. I like Austin Hooper as a deep, deep sleeper. When you also look at their schedule, I think their schedule is very interesting, the Atlanta Falcons. They play the AFC East as their uh, AFC division they play. But they play all four of those teams in a row, weeks four through eight early in the season, along with a little bye week in there. They got an early bye week five. I don't like that, actually. I think when you have guys like Julio Jones who may need that blow later in the season and a week off to rest an ankle or a foot, I don't think an early bye suits them that well. Um, They also, it's interesting, they, um, they play in the Dome. After week 11 which is pretty much like November, they only have one game where they play outside. After week 11, all but two of their games are at home. Week 16, which by the way is the fantasy championship in most leagues, they are at new orleans in another dome and boy when the falcons and saints get together they light up the scoreboard so if you're positioning yourself for a championship run take note falcons at saints week 16 is a week that's going to have a ton of fantasy goodness in the dome their only road game that they're outside after week 11 of the season is a game in week 15 where they're at tampa bay on the long grass there in tampa okay one other thing i will say though You know how I like to fade the public and uh, last year on Fantasy Freestyle or Shot Callers, I talked about the trap game. I think the Falcons opener is potentially a trap game. They go on the road to... uh, Chicago to take on the Bears and everyone thinks the Bears are going to win only a few games this year. Everyone thinks the Falcons are primed to repeat and go to the Super Bowl again. Watch that on the road. I can see right away week one the Falcons involved in a trap game but we shall see right. That's the why that's why they play the games as uh, one famous broadcaster used to say. Like I said though the poll has them at uh, nine and a half as their over under right now. A lot of you guys are fans of the Falcons, 47% of you. And thanks to everybody who's voting at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speed. You could always ask me questions. You could always follow me. 47% 47% of you right now will take the over on that line. So many people think the Falcons will win double digits. Only a third of you, 33%, say the under. 20% say, actually, that's a good line. I see them as about a 9 or 10 win team, so I would not make that bet. I, did, I mentioned my man Gabe Morrency, who follows us here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Red Heat and Rage, every night at 8 p.m. Gabe has responded back. He says he thinks the Falcons are going back to the Super Bowl. I don't know about that. I do not think that the Falcons will return to the Super Bowl. There's some other teams I like in the NFC. I told you about Green Bay. I told you about Seattle. I also got a surprise team in the NFC East when we get to them. But, um. Gabe certainly has high expectations for the Falcons. I think there will be some regression. I want to bring in my man, the Bounty Hunter. Hey, Chris, how do we feel about the Atlanta Falcons? Their over/under for their win total is nine and a half. Would you be more likely to make this bet? And if you do, which side do you lean, over or under? I'm definitely going over on this one. Really, you're I a big fan of the Falcons. Well, you know what? I, it's not just a bias thing for me. Uh, I do. I consider the Falcons one of my favorite NFL teams outside of the New York Giants. Dirty Birds. The Dirty Birds have always been. That was my peewee football team, so okay. I have nothing. It's, it's all sentimental for me. That being said, I do love this Falcons team. I don't think there's going to be necessarily a Super Bowl hangover. If anything, I think they're angrier and hungrier to get – back I think Matt Ryan I think you're right Matt Ryan maybe top 10 I don't think he's MVP I think the MVP of this team this year is running back Devontae Freeman yeah running back Devontae Freeman is going very high he is a first round pick in my estimation I have him as running back five or six Um, but I also think Tevin Coleman is viable that is a backfield a committee where both guys can be productive that is how dynamic this offense is